No one would have believed. You see this? What's happening in the suburbs? In the first years of the 21st century. Wi-Fi's not working. That this world was being watched keenly and closely. What's happening? By intelligences greater than our own. I've seen Kankakee. We should drive out and see it. Careful. Don't get too close. Dr. Pearson, have there been fresh attempts to signal these beams? Is it an audiobook? Is it a podcast? Is it a radio show? Maybe yes, but then again, maybe no. Actually, it's Theater in the Dark's virtual audio drama, perhaps partially inspired by Orson Welles' memorable 1938 radio broadcast of A War of the Worlds, based on H.G. Wells' iconic novel about a Martian invasion of the Earth. This is Reno Lovison, executive producer at ChicagoBroadcastingNetwork.com and theater reviewer for ChicagoTheaterAndArts.com, where you can read this entire review and more. Congratulations to Theater in the Dark, an innovative production company whose mission is to create theater performance based on sound for utilizing internet technology to reach out and engage their audience during these trying times. This updated 21st century version of A War of the Worlds, set primarily in and around the Chicago area, was adapted by director Corey Bradbury and Mark Gordon, who met at an improv class at Second City. The original book was centered in London at the end of the 19th century, while the 1938 Mercury Theater on the Air production was based in mid-20th century New Jersey. So with so much global turmoil in 2020, why not project a Midwest interstellar invasion into the mix? The story itself is not complicated, basically dealing with people's mostly nonchalant than chaotic reaction to the presence of an extraterrestrial artifact, first thought to be an asteroid, that turns out to be the beginning of an invasion fleet from Mars. This production is not about the story, but rather more about the dramatic performance in the telling of the tale, which this company does very well. It's a study in contrast depicting the laid-back lives of the many city dwellers going about their daily business as the first reports of odd occurrences in the seemingly remote village of Bourbonnais, 55 miles south of Chicago, begin to reach the downtown area. Tensions mount as complacency leads to panic and then to mayhem. It's probably safe to say that the majority of today's theater goers have little or no experience with traditional radio drama. The genre reached its commercial peak sometime in the early 1940s, then limped along into the beginning of the 1950s. Indeed, most of us are children of the television age for whom this style of entertainment is an oddity or curiosity, which makes this presentation that much more interesting, as it encourages performers and audiences alike to explore a nearly forgotten or at least underrepresented art form. Because the audience, listening at home via Zoom, is using sound only with no visual cues such as facial expressions, gestures, or body language, the actors must be extra creative in the verbal projection of their characters. This is a chance for them to exercise their emotional muscles audibly in a slightly over-the-top, even flirting with full-on melodrama. Conversely, the audience is challenged to listen closely for the information necessary to paint mental images of the situations and the shifting environment. The construction of one's mental picture is aided greatly by the sound design offered by Ross Burlingame and Corey Bradbury, providing continuous thoughtful sound effects together with an effective original music score by Ben Zucker. 
One major question is, why do this live over multiple performances? Why not simply record it? I imagine part of the answer has to do with the fact that this is a live theater company, and that's what they do. One of the unique aspects of this particular production that makes it different from traditional radio drama is that the actors themselves are not in the same room. Indeed, they're not even necessarily on the same continent. Each performer logged in remotely from various locations around the world using their own often makeshift home studios. In this way, they are literally pushing the boundaries of what we think of as theater. What is missing, of course, is the interplay between the audience and the actors. The feedback loop that brings energy to live performance is an element that is difficult to duplicate at a distance. The freshness of multiple performances will rely on the extent to which the actors innovate and improvise as they discover new opportunities of expression. Having not been in a theater for over six months, it was exciting to prepare for the 8 o'clock curtain by setting the lighting and adjusting my laptop and speakers in the living room, ready to provide an optimal listening experience, then settling down with a glass of wine in eager anticipation of this unique event. As a way to celebrate this Halloween season, I encourage you to gather your podmates and a few socially distanced friends, wherever they may be, to enjoy this performance online, then consider a Zoom call together to discuss the play or perhaps devise a disaster plan of your own. Interestingly, there is an article in the October-November 2020 issue of Reminisce magazine called Dark Victory, The Night Orson Welles Ruled the Air, all about the original frightening broadcast. When I was a young teenager, around 1967 or 68, we had a family friend who worked for Chess Records, as well as for one of the local radio stations. I can't remember exactly which one it was. He and I got to talking about the Orson Welles broadcast, and within a week or so, he presented me with a reel-to-reel, no doubt, bootlegged copy of the original program. That was pretty cool, and I enjoyed listening to it with my friends. The Theater in the Dark Players will be performing A War of the Worlds through November 21st, 2020, via Zoom. Running time is about 90 minutes with a 10-minute intermission. For tickets and information, visit www.theaterinthedark.com. That's theater with an R-E. Miss October. It's something more than a meteorite. Theater in the Dark presents... It's a cylinder. And it's over. If your reading preferences go towards science fiction with a vintage spin, look out for Blasted Past, a new book by Walter Danny. Jim Nagel had more problems than any 54-year-old investment executive could handle. Then, in a heartbeat, a freak accident thrust him 145 years back in time. Could this be real? Did this really happen? Is it even possible? Jim realizes quickly that he'll need new coping skills and some specialized expertise just to stay alive. 
blasted past. This is Reno Lovison, executive producer at Chicago Broadcasting Network, reminding you to share, like, and subscribe to our podcast to be informed when new content is added. If you need audio or video production or marketing assistance for your business or organization, check out renoweb.net.